Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm very pro-Chinese food. Yes, please. Paul Douglas with you. Hope your uh, Wednesday is going well. Glad the weather is not acting up. Listen to this. As many as one in five adults who recovered from a COVID-19 infection have experienced at least one medical condition related to long COVID. This according to a recent study from the CDC. That number jumps to one in four people over the age of 65. The most common symptoms, respiratory problems related to musculoskeletal pain. And uh, I didn't know this. COVID patients almost twice as likely as other people to have conditions impacting their lungs. When we have questions about COVID or any other infectious disease, we reach out to Dr. Greg Poland at the Mayo Clinic. Dr. Poland, welcome back. Hey, good afternoon, Paul. Are you in Rochester? Are you back? No, I'm not. Uh, I I will be soon, but not yet. Well, Jordana asked me to if if you could drop off a six-pack at the Mayo Clinic for her. (laughs) so she can celebrate in style uh, anyway. Yeah. Okay. Um, she's doing better, by the way. She had her yeah. bone marrow transplant last week, and uh, they're taking good care of her down there. And I chatted with her yesterday. with her. Yeah, just good. delighted that she's good. done so well. Thank you. She's, she's very brave. I know she's scared, but uh, she's tough. Hey, um, what should listeners know about long COVID? It, it still seems like, especially with long COVID, we don't know what we don't know. It's like peeling an infinite onion. We keep <laughs> discovering new things, and such is the case when it comes to science. But is there any correlation between the severity of the infection? If you have a really bad case of COVID, are you more likely to develop long COVID, to have lingering, nagging symptoms, or do we just not know? You know, I think there is a sense in which severe COVID does increase the chance of longer-term symptoms due to end-organ damage. That's different than uh, long COVID symptoms that were not clear. Is it due to end-organ damage, autoantibodies, or some other factor? So even people, as you mentioned at the beginning there, even people with mild COVID do develop uh, long COVID-type symptoms like brain fog and fatigue are the two most common ones that I hear my patients uh, talk about. And this is really important, Paul, because I still run into people who say, well, you know, my neighbor had COVID. She didn't die. It'll be fine. It's just flu. And the reality of it is that is not true. You know, flu, for the most part, doesn't give you much in the way of post-influenza symptoms that are chronic and long-term. COVID is quite different. I mean, you run the risk of a new mental health diagnosis, cardiovascular complications, diabetes. In fact, you know, I may have mentioned this to you one other time. A great study showed 
that even with mild to moderate COVID, people sustained a 2 to 4% shrinkage of the gray matter of their brain, the equivalent oh. of aging 20 years. Are you kidding? 20 years? No. Yeah. Oh, so this has, this has real, measurable, and uh, really significant effects on people's quality of life, some of which some of which they won't even realize until they get older. In other words, you know, think of you and I. When we were in our 20s, say, and we lost 3% of, uh, or 5% of our heart function or of our lung function, we would never know it. But wait till you get into your 60s and 70s, and all of a sudden that composes actually a higher percent of your functional ability and now we'll be scratching our heads and puzzling, saying, why are we seeing so much of this in people that are 50 or 60 years old? And we'll have to look back and say, well, yeah, you know, you had COVID 10 years ago, 15 years ago. I suspect that's what we're going to end up seeing. So this this will now qualify as a pre-existing condition for some people. And my, my next question is, is having a vaccine and boosters or being treated with some of the antivirals that, that are getting better and better, does that seem to make a difference when it comes to the risk of contracting long COVID? Yeah, great question. And the data are a little bit conflicting here. But in general, what we can say is that if you're up to date, you're getting vaccines, in other words, you're preventing either getting COVID or getting significant COVID, you are decreasing the odds that you're going to have any significant long-standing symptomatology. Okay. Well, that's, that's encouraging. And just one more reason to run out and get a vaccine if you haven't already gotten one. I, I have exactly. enough brain fog in my life. I don't need <laughs> long COVID or brain fog or all the other stuff that comes with this. Hey, be, before we let you go, I, I just saw that, that Pfizer says their, their vaccine is both safe and effective for children under the age of five. They're applying for FDA and EMA clearance, 80% effective at preventing symptomatic COVID-19 cases in kids between the ages of six months and five years, three doses. Uh, would you give your grandchild a vaccine if they were under the age of five? Yeah, I, 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 would, I would very much consider it. And the reason for it is several fold. Number one, uh, the risk of death. Now, there have been only 1,500 children who have died of COVID in the U.S. In the scheme of things, that's a small number, but it is not a small number if it's your child or grandchild or somebody you know. Number two, um, children develop a multi-system inflammatory condition. It can be very severe that we can prevent by preventing COVID infection. And number three, what we just talked about, the possibility of developing a long COVID-type symptom. And when you're talking about the Pfizer vaccine, we're talking about a tenth of the dose that we give to adults. A so they found, they found you know, very safe. And as you say, the top-line data are about 80% efficacy. We don't know if that will hold up with new variants, but against the variants it was tested against. 
Dr. Greg Poland, thank you for always being there and picking up the phone and answering our questions. Uh, wishing you and your amazing family the best. And congratulations. You want to tell listeners you, you, you've had a big couple of weeks. What, what happened? <laughs> well, I just got back after four long years of work, two and a half of them during this COVID uh, pandemic of graduate work in seminaries. So I graduated from Westminster Theological Seminary last uh, Thursday, and uh, we'll be taking a, a very part-time position as an assistant pastor uh, in addition to my uh, medical clinical practice and research. Very cool. Well, congratulations, vaccine expert, global vaccine expert, and pastor. You wear a lot of hats, and uh, I respect <laughs> you for hanging in there. Thank you, Greg. Uh, thanks, Paul. Always a privilege to talk with you. Thank you, sir. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.